Hey, listeners, welcome back to Topics with Tim, Next Level Health. This is part three and the final section of my conversation with Troy for my series called Gym Junkies. We talk about a lot of awesome stuff in this podcast, including how eating well can fuel you to the point where you can accomplish a lot of activity during one day. You'll be blown away by how much you can do when you start eating well. We talk about society and our culture of bragging about how little sleep we get when we think we ought to be bragging about how much sleep we do get. I personally bring up a story about my sort of stress eating and sugar binging and how it related to pornography and some other things. We all both talk about our gut bacteria, how it's our second brain, super important. I bring in some new research regarding how many calories your body actually burn from doing exercise. You'll definitely want to hear that. Troy talks up resistance training. He thinks it's the best type of training you can do even better than cardio. We talk about our different workout programs we're currently on and what we like and dislike about them. We also get into a little bit more about, you know, when you should fail during a set, how many reps should you do, that kind of thing, and what the science says behind that. So a lot of awesome stuff in this pod. Enjoy. Again, we, we just we talked about how doctors don't have a foundation in <clears throat> nutrition, mm -hmm. which is insane to me because it's we all have to eat every day. Yeah. I think I think nutrition should be even more of a focus in grade school. Oh, totally. Right? Like we, you take what one nutrition class in college? Maybe, yeah. maybe you take one in high school, right? We have to eat every day, but yeah. yet we're not taught how to eat. Insanity, insanity point. to me. But so, just here's an example. So, wait, you don't use a calculus every day? <laughs> so true. It's like oh, mind-numbing what some of the priorities of our school system are. Mind-numbing. So here's an example of like even this last few days I've had and I and I I credit I'm not trying to do this like oh I'm bragging look at me haha but like I think when I'm eating really well you just you have like this plethora of energy oh yeah because I'll have days especially now we're all I'm very I have a lot of physical jobs right now so like one day I, I went and I helped a lady move with my friend we're sort of this company called Odd Jobs so we did that in the morning and then I went straight to go meet uh, another boss who you know we just we chatted and did some stuff to like help with that it wasn't like super physical but it was a good we just chatted for like a couple hours then i came back and helped you move mm -hmm. it was about an hour heavy lifting mm -hmm. blah, blah blah right <clears throat> so anyone else probably at that point i just helped someone else move earlier in the day mm -hmm. i just had some you know conversation and some stuff or i had to go drive far and all that i just now helped another person move couches and things like that you think like okay you're done for the day well no i had energy i, I went and worked out for an hour and a half yeah and then I came home, and then did I go line dancing that night as well? Oh snap, I did. Because that, that was Friday, right? Burning all the calories. So I actually went out line dancing that night for like three hours. And I, I, I have to me, I was pretty tired by the end. I was like, yeah. dang. But, I, but I woke up. But I woke up today, and I went and did my. Uh, I work with <clears throat> Giuseppe now doing mm -hmm. uh, blind stuff, and we we did that. And I'm, yeah. And I went and worked out today again for an hour and a half. And now I'm here, and I'm like, I feel good. Like, I feel, yeah. I don't feel like I'm super, oh, my gosh, I'm going to crash all of a sudden. I don't feel, I mean, I feel, like, a little tired. Like, yeah, I could probably slept a little bit more. Yeah. And I'll probably sleep in tomorrow a little yeah. bit more just to try to regain some sleep I lost. But <clears throat> but it's like I, it's it's just been insane to me, like, the amount of activities I can do in a day now and, and have this, like, sustained energy because of just consistency with eating healthy but that 
and it's and just that, like and it's just like oh my god yes. like i'm just kind of a, like again i'm not trying to be like toot my own horn i'm some amazing person but i'm just even amazed with myself like how am i still how have i not like fallen on my face and fallen asleep you're not you're but not i'm bra- doing all this crazy stuff oh, you're not bragging you're just being honest about what it takes because again it goes back to lifestyle like you said i was i was working out a lot and doing all of this crazy activity and i didn't sleep very well but and then you just said oh, I, i'm gonna sleep in tomorrow so you're gonna you're gonna um uh what's the word i'm looking for you're gonna counter the bad with the good because your mm-hmm. lifestyle is of okay i didn't get good sleep last night so tonight i need to get good sleep but if that's not your lifestyle you're not even thinking about the fact that you didn't get good sleep because you're probably always tired and you aren't even able to find the cor- culprit so again it all has to go back to lifestyle and making choices to feed that lifestyle and you know it doesn't need to be this crazy thing where all you do is is health 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 but it it does need to be a mindset it does need to be a lifestyle because you're gonna make sacrifices and you're gonna make choices that feed that so Mm. yeah i i I, going off the sleep as well i thought something i was gonna say about sleep Oh yeah, so actually, I wrote a blog about this a while ago, but we as a society we we brag about how little sleep we get. Right. But you know what? So I shout out to this guy named uh, I don't I don't think he listens to this podcast, but uh, my buddy Blake, who I used to work with, not Blake Richardson, but a different Blake, I used to work with at the Hair Center. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I love this guy, He's so funny, just upbeat guy. And we'd always brag to each other about how much sleep we got. Which is totally countercultural. Our culture is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, only, I've been running off like four hours of sleep. <laughs> still like got my job done. Still been yeah. doing this. Like, yeah. totally. <laughs> you're kind of like a big shot if you can like, yeah, it's kind of only like three hours of sleep. Yeah. And it's kind of like this badge of honor people wear. And I remember when I trained at the kickboxing gym, I, you know, people coming in, I, I'm asking them, hey, how was your day? How was your right. Yeah, you know, I only got like three hours of sleep. <laughs> Went to work yesterday, did this and that. I'm like, oh. Still like, here though. Still like, I'm like, yeah. Like they treat it as if it's like, I'm cool because yeah. I only slept for four hours and look what I'm still doing. Yeah. And in my head I'm going, that's, that doesn't sound cool to me. It sounds yeah. like, yikes. Oh, it's, you know? yeah, that's totally, that's totally our culture. <laughs> and so it's funny, I mean, my friend, we'd, we'd always just brag openly, like, hey, did you get your eight last night? He's like, I so got my eight. I'm like, oh, me too, dude. <laughs> it was fun to do that to sort of change the narrative and change the way we think about sleep as like brag about how much sleep you got. Yeah. Dude, I got nine hours yesterday. Solid. Felt great. Yes, dude. Like that's what you should feel good about. Not like look at me. I only had four hours and I did blah blah blah. And that's all. You know, living healthy sometimes isn't even. You know, we say it's all. You know, work out, eat healthy, sleep, manage stress. I mean, that's hard to do. Even just changing one of those for the better makes a drastic difference. The first thing I did when I started my journey is I drank at least a hundred ounces of water every day. And I got eight hours of sleep. And that that immediately changed everything. I wasn't working out yet, and I wasn't even necessarily uh, eating healthy. But eventually, because I'm drinking more water, I'm I'm obviously gonna that's gonna encourage me to, at least for me, eat healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking water, I might as well eat healthy. And then sleep, I feel good. And those were the two changes. I wasn't even working out or or eating well yet. And I already felt immensely better. And so just even, I mean, it's a big thing, the choices, but even making one of mm. those changes is going to make all the difference. So, 
and that's probably another issue almost too where people okay you know i'm unhealthy i want to change okay i'm gonna try this fad diet where i'm literally gonna shift my entire diet tomorrow i'm no carbs the next month oh my like you can't stick to that like you can't like the the drasticness of those changes your body's gonna freak and be like what the hell are you doing and then your body's gonna revolt back well, to where you know you're probably even if you do have success initially most yes. likely you're gonna gain back even Ex- more exactly you're gonna gain back more weight than you started because it was too drastic of a change it was almost like yeah it was you, you it's almost like unrealistic expectations where you you think that somehow you can just shift your diet like that and there's not consequences because there is consequences like your body has been eating the same thing for years and years and years you can just suddenly like out of nowhere make those drastic changes and not expect like 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 you said the smaller changes over time are what stick number one yeah and what you can actually stick to yeah you have you have to build a healthy foundation first I've tried different diets and eliminating foods, like I was saying. I've, yeah. I've tried a little bit of keto here and there. But I know full well I'm not doing keto forever. Yeah, It's it's a means to an end. And then eventually I'm going to implement other foods back in. It's not, mm. oh, I want to do keto to lose weight. Okay, great. You did keto and you lost weight. Well, now you're going to eat carbs again. And what's going to happen? You're not just going to you know have some grapes and a few slices of bread. You're going to be ordering pizza. You're going to, because that's what mm. carbs do, is encourages you to eat more. And you're going to, you haven't changed the habits. You just reached an outcome that you wanted, but it hasn't actually fully reached your mindset. And mm. so you're exactly right, because those fad diets, all, all, all they do is just encourage some of the neurotic behaviors that you already have, and you just make it worse. And then mm. you have the person who does keto, they lose weight. <clears throat> they, they work, I mean, it's hard work and they did yeah. it, but then they gain all the weight back because they're overeating again and they don't understand why it happened. They go, oh, well, it didn't work. I might as well just give up. And then you have someone who has a bad relationship with food and a bad relationship with working out because they did all this hard work for a diet and then they just gained it all back as opposed to your mindset needs to change. Exactly. You know, there's so much like mental to this too, where, there's so many things that like emotionally like attachment to food like like for me personally and i I did a podcast on this recently where i talked about like porn addiction Mm -hmm. and sort of getting free and i noticed that one of the reasons i wasn't able to really get free of some of these like big sugar binges was actually due to my porn addiction Mm -hmm. because it actually operates in the same area of the brain with your dopamine your serotonin Mm -hmm. and so i would you know like watch porn and then I would then have even harder time resisting sugar because it's the same. It's the same chemical. Uh, some of the same chemicals are involved. And so if my brain didn't get pornography, then my brain and I was like, okay, I don't want to watch porn anymore. So I have to try to stop. And then my brain's like, okay, well now we're not getting this fix from this. So now, okay, well, well you know, now we're gonna get you to eat sugar. Now we're gonna drive that behavior. Yeah. And so I was having like sugar binges, or yeah. they would always sort of correlate and come hand in hand. And I found recently i've actually been able to you know because my i've been able to eat pretty well for the most part but have never really been able to get free of the binging but i recently have and it only really happened because i got free from pornography Mm. because that sort of has reset some of the chemicals in my brain to where 
the sugar, the responses to sugar and the desire for sugar isn't quite as intense. Because I noticed if I was consistently watching porn, I was consistently eating a little bit better because my, my, I wasn't, I was sort of getting my fix from that as opposed to getting it from Mm -hmm. sugar. But as soon as I took that away, then the sugar cravings exploded and I was binging all the time. And so obviously I don't want to watch pornography because that has its own negative consequences already. And I don't want to be sugar binging because that also has its own negative consequences. But once I was able to eliminate one, then the other one, obviously I had to, I had to work on my relationship where anytime I was stressed, Mm -hmm. my brain wanted sugar because in the past, if I was stressed, I would go watch pornography and I would get the release there. But now that's not available. So now sugar was the next best thing for my brain. Mm -hmm. So I had to work through getting emotionally detached from I'm stressed. I need to eat. Yeah. And that that's been a, a challenging process of, having to learn how to deal with stress in different ways, knowing I can't just go to pornography to solve my stress and make everything go away. I have to now do meditation. I have to do, you know, affirmations. I have to do, I have to make sure I'm sleeping. I have to working out, I think has been an absolute game changer because that is a huge release getting to exercise and lift weights without that structure of having that in place. I don't think I would have been able to get free from either pornography or binging sugar. If I didn't have that, structurally in place to where I knew there was going to be an hour, hour and a half every day, basically, where I was going to go exert a bunch of energy. I was going to get out, you know, I was going to get those endorphins to help me to feel good. I was going to get those releases of chemicals to help bring down my depression, bring down my anxiety to where when things happen in my life, there wasn't such a strong stress response to where I would go to either of those things. And so it took like multiple, it took having a community of friends to help mm-hmm. me get free from pornography mm-hmm. to having a structured workout program that I was consistent with to help alleviate some of those symptoms as well right. to then, you know, working on my nutrition and having some sort of like probiotic. Like I drink gin- ginger tea every day mm-hmm. because I just need something to help with the, my bacteria in my gut to just be a little bit healthier because mm-hmm. a lot of your cravings come from what your gut, what the bacteria in your gut are mostly made of, will determine what you crave. Oh, the second brain. Right? The second brain, exactly. And so, if I'm doing something every day to help really that gut bacteria be healthy, then I know that's gonna re- again reduce when I'm stressed. It's gonna reduce the desire for like, oh my gosh, I have to eat like this whole jug <clears throat> of ice cream right now yeah. to like get to feel good. And so there's there's so, there's different factors that all play into your your attachment to food and so i will say that like you said it's simple right just eat more vegetables right sure. don't eat, but it's it's hard in totally. at least what you're saying right because we have all these different emotional attachments to food yeah. or to stress that we have to figure out and work on and we have like mental it's fine um we have like mental things we have to work on too on like how, like managing stress sleep that play into why we you know because we know we know we're not supposed to eat a whole entire jug of ice cream in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Like we know that's not good. It's simple, mm-hmm. but then it's harder to actually take action on that because of all these <clears throat> other factors. And so that's why having that healthy lifestyle in general, eating well, sleeping, all those things combined will be able to like mitigate your stress levels, mitigate, and that that in turn will then make it then easier mm-hmm. to continue to get healthier and continue to eat better. But it's, it's just not like one solution. I can just do this fad diet and everything's going to be fine. Or I can just do this one thing. It's sort of a combination. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Exactly what we've been talking about. You have to prioritize it. It has to be a lifestyle. Yep. Simple, but yet hard. 
at the same time. Very hard. Very hard. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, the mind the mind mm. gut relationship is so interesting. I I wanna see more research on it because I think we're just starting to scratch the surface on how much it has. It's cool it's it's cool to almost know it too to where you know, okay, you know, there are ways in which there's certain foods foods you can eat or certain probiotics you can take or certain things that you can do to help that gut bacteria, mm -hmm. which will then and then improve your mood, will then improve your energy, will improve you to be able to, like, yep. your gut bacteria can then, like, break down food and break mm -hmm. down. And actually, like, if your gut bacteria is really unhealthy, you actually can't absorb vitamins very well. Yeah. Like, it, we can't break them down. It can't absorb them into your bloodstream. So the healthier your gut is, you can absorb more vitamins <clears throat> from your food, mm -hmm. which will have all sorts of energy effects with energy and, and just feeling better in general, less sickness, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, it's cool knowing that I'm glad I know that now to where I'm like doing specific things to like attack that issue. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I know it's so important with, as like I said, it's your second brain. It yeah. determines your mood, determines your yeah. cravings. It determines what you, yeah, this whole area that's, that's been, I think the last, I think five years, maybe longer. It's like all of a sudden, um, all the stuff on digestion has sort of made itself to the forefront of our, yeah. of our, and like knowing, oh my gosh how yeah. how important it is yeah. that these little bacteria yeah. are healthy and it could it could be anything um i don't know if you know who tom bill you is um but i was listening to his podcast and he had this guy on that was basically a therapist for that um and he had someone who um what had ptsd from the war and he was having like these suicidal dreams and ideation and all this stuff. And so the guy came to him and was, was talking about wanting to <clears throat> be free from that. And so he put him on an elimination diet. He was doing fine with the diet that he was on. And he, he said, okay, let's slowly start implementing, excuse me, let's slowly start implementing some foods back. Cause he's, he was thinking maybe it's something nutritional, maybe something you're eating that's, that's telling your brain to have these thoughts or these ideations. Mm. And so he slowly started implementing implementing foods back. And he's like, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the food was, but let's say carrots. Okay, good. Broccoli. Okay, good. And then whatever the food was that he had, he, he had that food. He said that night he had a dream about putting a gun to his head and pulling the trigger just by having that food. Wow. And then he'd stopped eating that food and it, it went away. And that's probably a drastic wow. example, but it just goes to show how – how much that can make a difference mm. and how our food literally <laughs> makes it, us like or breaks that, us. That, the, the quote, you are what you eat, it's kind of cheesy and kind of cliche, <clears throat> but it is like 100% absolutely unequivocally true. Yeah. 100%. Like yeah. whatever you eat fuels the cells that are literally reforming your liver every few days. Or I, I don't know the exact dates on like how often your liver is new, basically. But since your cells are dying and reforming, <clears throat> yeah, it, that, that's whatever you're eating is reforming the very organs that are keeping you alive. And so it's it's so, and again, it's, it comes back to my point where it's just like, man, why don't we as a society prioritize, you know, nutrition mm -hmm. information? Yeah. You know, why, why is it not taught to us from a very young age? Yeah. And, you know, Absolutely. why do doctors not have a foundation in that first, before they do anything else, <clears throat> have a very strong foundation in nutrition? Well, you know what? We're gonna make we're gonna make some changes That's right. here. We are gonna let's let's maybe we can get enough people on board. We can start making some maybe make our own school. You know, 
That'd be cool. Have you have you talked yet? I I don't listen always to all your episodes, so I'm not sure on this. I know, I know. Um, do you have you done an episode yet on like the best way to lose fat? I did a podcast on my top five tips okay. to lose fat. Don't remember exactly what I said. I have to go back and yeah. refresh my mind on that one. But I'm I'm sure it had some, I'm sure it had strength training as a big yeah. portion. I'm sure it had. What else did it have in there? I feel like I should know this off the top of my head. Well, let's actually let's because I know that you really wanted to talk about and I and I wanted to talk about this as well. Is people don't people underestimate the power of strength training, yeah. as far as losing fat, and I think it's massively important. So yeah. Um... I've learned a lot from. Uh, are you allowed to talk about other podcasts on? This yeah, oh yeah, okay, I, don't, I don't know the rules. Um, I've learned a lot from um, this podcast called Mind Pump. They're pretty popular. Uh, I've heard about that one. San Jose, and they're the guys that I was telling you <clears throat> they were uh, trainers, and so uh, they're they're really great. They're great because um, they talk about their personal lives are very vulnerable and they're the, these meathead guys that are all trainers but they're so vulnerable they have kids they're talking about their struggles they're transparent about their lives um, but they also talk about all of their years of experience training people and, and fitness related tips um, and one of the guys he actually has a book that's coming out um, in the next I think sometime this month and he's basically writing the book about and kind of like the the book that I had um but it's basically how resistance training is the key to healthy living and ultimate fat loss and all the benefits that it has and dispelling all the lies um, mm. and I've learned a lot from them and just things that seem so I guess maybe not seem so obvious but when you think about it you go oh my gosh that makes total sense yeah. um with all of it and so it's, it's, just cool, it's that... cool to know that stuff i've because like i'm on the exact same page with with him in terms of my th recent thoughts over the last couple of years yeah. about the importance of it and so it's cool to know that like okay i'm not crazy there are other people in the industry who are very smart who are like of of same mind or are having the similar thoughts yeah. of like man like this is really really important and what they talk about is all about how the body is an adaptation process and whatever you tell your body to do your body becomes good at it, and you have to challenge it to do something novel or different. Um, and so the thing that I think is like revolutionary, because you know, revolutionary, like they thought of it, but it's never, I don't think, and something I've heard is how when you do cardio or when you go for a run, or because it's true that decreasing calories and cardio initially is going to be the fastest way for fat loss it just you reduce calories you're initially going to get that loss in weight uh, but the fat loss is really the goal and how eventually if all you're doing is running on treadmill and going for bike rides and doing all those things your body gets good at less calories and all of the exercise and it's really hard to push yourself to do more of that exercise and continue to eat less calories mm -hmm. and so eventually when your body adapts and you have all of these goals you hit a rut and you're not able to obtain that level of exercise and decrease calories the reality is if you really want to lose weight just never eat 
and run all the time. You're going to lose weight. That's just the law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Less mm. calories you eat, more you exercise, you're going to lose weight. Mm. But that's not the goal. The goal is fat loss. And replacing that with muscle is going to be the fastest way. And so they mm. talk all the time about they had clients who were overweight. And the biggest challenge for them was convincing them, okay, you're overweight, you want to lose fat, I'm actually going to increase your calories. And the clients mm. are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. And they're like, no, 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 I want you to eat more because we need to get your metabolism right. Once we get that and you gain some strength, we're going to put you in a strength training program. We're going to increase your calories to gain some muscle. Now, and I think this is what the book is all about, now the muscle is going to do the work because you're replacing mm. it. And so it's a lot easier. And they talk about muscle being expensive tissue. Yep. It takes a lot to keep muscle on. And so fat's going to have to work a lot harder now to stay on. And so the more muscle that you gain, okay, now we've increased your calories. Now your metabolism is good. You've gained some muscle. Now we can decrease calories and you're going to see fat just fall right off. But mm. it, it's so interesting for, <clears throat> for them to, you know, to hear stories about how they're, they're talking to clients and they're yeah. like, okay, I want to lose weight. And they're like, all right, we're going to increase your calories. And they're like, that's the, that's the toughest job for us is wow. going, okay, we're going to have you eat more. And, and they're so, you know, disengaged and they're going, no, 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 wow, I want to lose so... weight because, because the thought is so linear <clears throat> in order to lose weight, you eat less and exercise more. I was like, no, we need to exercise right, and we actually need to get your metabolism back up, and then we can lose the fat. But wow, that's so, so crazy. Right. It's, I mean, but it's, like, it's cool, though. Like, It makes 100% sense. Totally. But yet, we, yeah, we've gotten this weird space with – because I have friends like that who I, I see them, and they're <clears> overweight, <throat> and I've tried to tell them, like, hey, are you lifting weights? Are right. you – and they're just – they're convinced that if they just – run on their elliptical or their their thing day after day after day and they're not losing any weight and then it's not and i'm like you need you need more expensive tissue yeah so that way you're not at some point too like if i just ran and ran and ran and reduced my calories right at some point i'm gonna be so skinny because i'm gonna be so i mean i might have a little bit of leg muscle i guess if i'm running maybe i'll have some leg muscle but I'm going to get to a point where I can't really even eat that much because my metabolism has slowed down yep. so much. And then on top of that, I don't have any muscle that is expensive at all. So at what point is your quality of life like, man, I can only eat like 1,500 calories a day. Like yeah. the fun of being a human being is being able to eat. How far? Yeah. How far down do you go? Like at what point do you go like, I, like the human experience is like being able to eat food. Right. I can only eat 1,500 calories a day. What is that like? A couple small meals, maybe, right. and depending on what you're eating, like right. that's not a fun a fun experience of being a human. Right. I love weightlifting because I can eat a lot, yeah. and it I won't put on fat, and what? it's like sweet. I get to enjoy the human experience of eating, yeah. which is fun, yeah. <laughs> and I get to all at the same time not drop fat, and at the same time I look good, <clears throat> and at the same time I can like do a bunch of crazy shit. Right. <laughs> I right. can like. Right. Go do two moves in a day and go get an hour and a half workout in. I can like, yeah. I can do a handstand. You know, I can do all this crazy. I can. I was we were doing line dancing and I was doing the wobble 
where I like, you know, like drop down for the wobble and then jump over and then do like pushups and stuff. I can do that stuff because I have the strength. I have the muscle mass to do it. So there's really no, the benefits of strength training are so immense that you're, I feel like you're, it's ludicrous not to do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's why I'm so excited for books like this to come out and a lot of different people who have the research and have years of experience training people to come out with these platforms um because i I think there's been such a a a culture of the only people who who lift weights are the ones who look a certain way like you have your jacked guys that you know are just bulky and like oh i don't want to look like that like like oh you're just gonna be you're gonna be a bro yeah it's like negative connotation of muscle when the reality is that weight training is the single best form of exercise that you can do for overall health it's good for heart health. It's good for if you're if you're strong. That's that I I think people think strength is like something to obtain, and then it's done. The strength is health. <laughs> mm. You're not you know you think about why do old people break their hip because they're not strong enough to squat up and down. Mm. You know, yeah, they're bo- squatting they're, is they're probably bones. the single most important exercise that you can do because oh gosh, we yeah. literally do it every day. We sit down, we get back up. We don't realize too that like strength training increases bone density and increases the strength of your bones. Yeah. So as you age, your bones will not be as brittle to yeah. where if you fall, not only do you have muscle to support that movement and to maybe take some of the load of whatever force is put on that bone, yeah. but now you're, the bones themselves are stronger yeah. and denser and can take the force of that impact yeah. and not break. Yeah. It's just so funny because I remember I was before I did this over a year ago even. I remember, oh, I need to get back in shape. What's the first thing I'm doing? Running. <laughs> and and weightlifting is like, oh, I want to I wanna put on some muscle too. When the reality is, that's where you start. Because that's what's ultimately going to lead to the most health. So, I, I'm hoping that <clears throat> the fitness space and, and just the general... Like, when you go to the doctor, they, they prescribe to you weight training. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're health. You're unhealthy. You're pre-diabetic. You need to start lifting weights. That mm. should be the first thing we're told. It, mm. it cures. Maybe I shouldn't say cures. It it takes care of so many things. It helps mm. so many things. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that's the case. I hope we do run these gyms out of business because they can't keep people. <laughs> like I I, I that's, get my own home gym. You know? Right. And so I'm I'm hoping that's the case because you know, we're really in an epidemic of obesity, and it's not good. So. Yeah, 100% agreement on all those points. There's one thing I was going to mention, but now I lost, went from my mind. But I think I think we covered a lot of stuff and a lot of, yeah, strength training. That's that's it's so key. key. It's 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 uh. I think Jeff Cavalier, the Athenax guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not advising this because I still like doing cardio. I like playing sports, and I think having some level of cardio is is needed. Just, yeah, to, keep, that, just yeah. to keep your heart. It's not that cardio is bad. Yeah. It's actually good. It's yeah, just absolutely. not the, it shouldn't be the foundation of your. Hmm. Yeah. Of your if, if anything, if any, like at worst 50, 50 split between the two, you could get, I mean, you could get away with 60, 40, 70, 30, I think, but anything below that, yeah. as far as the ratio of how much cardio to how much strength training you're doing is, is not going to be, well, not going to be optimal for you. And it's not prioritizing gaining muscle so if you are going to do cardio great that's fine if you want to do that go for a run or like you and i play soccer and we play basketball 
So we're going to be burning more calories. So you just know you eat a little more and you're going to. So you actually, thank you for, you actually reminded me of the, the what I was thinking about. So actually, this is kind of crazy. So I listen to this podcast called Something You Should Know. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, he just brings on different people who've written books. So it could be about whatever. It could be about a marriage therapist to a gardener to a whoever. Mm-hmm. And so he recently brought on a guy. Apparently there's some new study in terms of assessing calories burned. Mm-hmm. And there we kind of have the notion that, oh, if we just increase our activity, mm-hmm. we increase the amount of calories burned. And the study actually kind of proves it not wrong fully because there's a there's an extent to where you are you know if you do activity you'll burn more calories and so you can eat a little bit more yeah but they he did study like they did they took studies of like a very active people group i think from uh like a different country as compared to americans and they the the people in the other country were way more active in general and the people in america were not as much i don't maybe you heard about this where they actually burned around the same amount of calories and what they're finding is that <clears throat> your body's going to burn kind of around again. And I think this isn't, it's not entirely black and white. Cause I think to an extent, again, if you have more muscle, you will have the ability to eat more. If you do go for a run, you will have a little bit more extra room for, for calories, but the body kind of adapts to your level of activity. And then based on that, it will, it will spend less time on certain body processes that aren't good for you. And so they found that with all these people are crazy active. These people aren't, why are they burning the same amount of calories? These right. people should be burning like twice as much. Well, the only difference is their bodies are not spending time on processes within the body that are harmful. Like inflammation takes, that takes energy yes. for your body to manage that or different you know negative things. Whereas the person that's active a lot, the body doesn't have the energy to spend time on those things. It can only spend time on, and so it actually, your body will stop doing things that actually aren't good for it to try to, <clears throat> save the energy and so you're not like you know i can't just go for a run and then eat an extra pizza thinking that like i've you know i've really because you, you could go for a three mile run and what what does it say maybe you burn like 200 calories it's not much right i could have right. one cookie make up for right. my three mile run and so it was kind of making the point like we, we shouldn't look so much at okay i can just exercise and then eat more kind of thing right. but more so you know managing calories and understanding that you know, the nutrition element is, sure. is so important to that. Yeah. I thought right. that was kind I, of mind blowing. I, it may, I'm thinking it's the same one. Are you talking about where they, he, what's the name? Revisit a tribe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hod, uh-huh. Hodza, Hodza tribe. I, I don't remember the tribe's name, I but I know the yeah. study you're talking about. And yeah, that's what he, he found that they are more active. So he was thinking, Oh, they're burning way more calories. And he found their bodies adapted to, and, and that's exactly what, the the uh, podcast that I listen to that's what exactly what they talk about and that's what he's talking about in his uh, in his book I think um, because what they preach all the time in their podcast is your body merely responds to the signal that you're sending it and so if you're telling it to get good at cardio it's not going to need as many calories to keep that cardio mm. and so what you're telling it to do is to go into survival mode like okay we're going to lose the muscle because we don't need that muscle we need to eat more if we want muscle but you're telling us we don't want muscle, so we're going to lose the muscle, and we're going to get really good at using this amount of calories for this amount of... Because our body's natural instinct is to survive. <clears throat> That's what it wants to do. And it's going to respond to what we're telling it to do in that survival mode. But if you're telling it to gain muscle, and you're eating in a surplus, and it's going, oh, okay, all right, 
you want muscle, then we're going to need to pack that on by eating a little bit more. So, mm. yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting because that's just not what you hear. <laughs> it's not mm. – no one's talking about that. At least they weren't. So. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely – in, like enlightening to figure out those things and go oh wow yeah we got to change the way we think about about doing these things you know and help people that are struggling to lose weight who are trying they're trying to make changes but they just they have the wrong information well it's so yeah. obvious it's so obvious in people's results the people who are using cardio to lose weight always from from i mean right you see it you see it, the people who go to the gym and they're on the elliptical or they're on their treadmill they're not there the next month or two or three it only lasts as long as it can because eventually your body is going to adapt and you're going i'm not losing weight anymore well yeah and so those are the people who eventually gain all the weight back it's like mm. um what's that show where they did like the uh, crazy i know what you're talking about the crazy weight watchers or no weight um is it like the they game had those show trainers yeah and they were eliminated if they didn't lose the biggest weight. loser biggest loser <laughs> yeah like obviously a, a good idea for marketing because whatever but that really taught the wrong way to lose mm. fat and if you go back and you look at a lot of the contestants who lost the most weight they gained it back because that level of exercise and eating just is not sustainable forever mm. that's i I feel like even I, someone who thought I knew a lot, I, I definitely even maybe even more because I think I, I I thought back as we were, as we were talking I thought back to advice I gave people at the kickboxing gym, and I don't I don't think I ever actually mentioned that like I did mention strength training a lot and I always encourage people to like like I know you have a membership here you need to get a membership somewhere else that has weights, yeah. and I would I would tell people that consistently like spend three days here. Spend at least two days yeah. at your ten dollar gym yeah. lifting weights. Yeah. So I was right about that, but I don't think I was. You brought up a good point about the initially actually eating more mm-hmm. when you're doing your strength, and I think I I told I missed that in my brain. I'm like ah, I, I was I think I was always telling oh you know be at a deficit blah blah <clears> blah. But yeah, if you if you don't have much muscle on you at all, exactly right. The first thing you need to do is eat more, build muscle, then go into a cut, yeah. and then that's what's more sustainable and i'm like i feel dumb almost that i like the advice i gave to people although i was half right about right increasing their level of strength training i was not telling them necessarily to like to, to just eat a little bit more for a little bit while they're doing that and then because to try to just all of a sudden strength train and then but cutting calories at the same time well, we know people, we know it's an inefficient way to build muscle yeah right it just doesn't you can't it's tough to build it at all really and yeah, it, or it'll take a really long time. And yeah. these people need some results to kind of at least keep, the, okay, something's happening here. I yeah. can continue this. Yeah. Right. And so the better way, yeah, eat a little bit more, strength train, yep. be consistent with that. Then after a little time, then cut. So I, that's that's the way to do it, honestly. Yeah. that's. So, I so wish smart. I knew the name of the book that that guy's writing because I, I truly believe that if people, based on what I hear on their podcast, if people were to read that book, it would be revolutionary and completely change the mindset on exercise in general and hmm. that's what we need hmm. okay well i think we've <coughs> covered a lot we covered a lot of stuff here we'll oh this wow this please joe rogan podcast. <laughs> uh, i love it i love doing these kind of podcasts though because you just get so much good just information but i guess yeah. 
I mean, we kind of, we kind of, I feel like, cause we were kind of going through your chronological story, but I feel like we, we kind of jumped through your early, your call. We kind of jumped from college to now, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but we, I think we covered a lot of stuff in between. So yeah. and obviously you're at a great, you're in a great place now. You're working out how many times per week? I'm, I, this week I've taken off, but I'm normally about five days a week, but I'm only mm. doing about four or five exercises each workout and mm. doing a, a full body routine and I just like it more. I, you know, I, I think there's so many different opinions on, do you do a split workout? Do you do a full body? The reality is, is as long as you're focusing on compound movements and you're doing, you know, exercises with the right form and you're consistent with it, then it doesn't, I don't, I think you're kind of splitting hairs as to, mm. oh, today's chest day and then tomorrow's back day, as opposed to I do chest, back, legs, all. Mm. whatever works for you. I'll say whatever, whatever you <clears throat> can enjoy that's sustainable. Yeah. And I think they can be used as far as if something's getting really stale for you, like if I'm do, if I'm doing the bro split for two months and I'm like that's kind of getting a little stale, or maybe maybe I even seeing like okay I'm not really growing anymore. That's when like oh I switched to a total body split. And that speaks to you know? exact the adaptation, right? Your body's gonna adapt even to good weight training. And if you do the same exercises in the same order all the time, your body's gonna adapt to that a little bit. I think the benefits of it still are good i would i would say this because i have heard from some people that they they criticize a little bit of the changing too frequently like there's sure. there's, some, there's some guys i follow who prescribe to just a, they did the same yeah. workout for years and just progressively overloaded and they look great so yeah. i think if, if that if you find something that works for you to sure. where you'll consistently do it and it's enjoyable if you do that same workout for years and you can sustain yeah. that dude and just progressively yeah. overload you're going to gain muscle you're going to look yeah. great you're going to get where you need to go if you maybe want some faster results then i think that's when you switch it up a little bit more often to kind of you know create different stresses and different points of you know different exercises create different points of stress at different like motions of the exercise which can yeah. you change the way different muscles are working so i think again it all depends on like what's sustainable for you yes and that's what i'm always preaching in my youtube videos i even I even anytime i say the word sustainable i i put it up real quick almost like a flash yeah to kind of quickly, like almost, not brain hack people, but uh, create some some uh, subliminal messaging yeah. of at the end of the day, what is sustainable for you next week, right? Yeah. If that means making one small change in your nutrition, if that means doing a, a workout split you like, if that's what's going to get you through this week, do that. Yeah. And then next week, see if see if maybe you can make another change or not. Whatever is sustainable is for you. And so I, I personally love the bro splits. Yeah. I still try to switch up a good amount, but I, I do find that every time I do the bro split, it's the most enjoyable. I'm like, yeah. yes, I get and to do the bro split. And we're a good example of <laughs> how we're different in that. And we both see results. You know, I, I did the bro splits for a while and I kind of, I would get to like my third chest exercise and I'm like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. It was more of a boredom thing. It's not like I was oh, tired. Interesting. But I when I do full body, I'm looking forward to the next like, oh, I just did squats. Now I get to do bench press. And then I'm going to mm. do some pull-ups. And then and my whole body just feels swelled up. And then I get mm. to do it the next day. And for me, that I just think that's more fun. And so I think it's more of a huh. psychological thing. But again, I think we're a good example of hmm. the bro split works for you. And you like it because you want to fo- you like that focus on one area. I do enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And I love fine. I love. There was actually the last month of Old School Iron that I did was I'd never done this before. I don't know if I totally loved it. It was almost too much of that mm-hmm. but you would do one day an entire one muscle group so you would yeah. do chest 
for like an hour. Yeah. We'll just that's it. Yeah. And then the next day you do, uh, like you do shoulders or no, you would I mean, you, you just mix it up with some leg days, yeah. but you would like you just hit quads and quads only the whole day. And so there are elements that I really liked because I really felt like, oh my gosh, like I just shredded my whatever yeah. muscle group that was. But then, I think I think I still like the bros a little bit better because I yeah. it was almost like too much. I like a nice in between where like half the workout I'm focusing on one muscle, mm-hmm. half the workout I'm doing another. Yeah, that's my sweet spot. Yeah, because it's still enough differentiation to where I'm looking forward to it, but it's it's not. But I'm not switching exercises every like right. oh I did this now. I'm, like I right. prefer like a little bit of yeah. continuation of something and then then breaking off. Yeah, but again it's just different on what we like and what we and makes you know. And like that could change next month. Maybe, maybe I'm completely bored of the bro split by next month, and I'm switching up and going total body because I've done the total body splits too, and I I did enjoy those as well. Those were the other, the other thing for me that I like about the full body is that it helps me stay competitive with myself, because what I noticed is that if I had like a bad day at work or I didn't eat very well, and that was chest day, well now that entire week of doing chest and triceps is now kind of shot because I'm not into the workout, I'm stressed out and I didn't eat very well and I have to wait another week to get back mm. at it. As opposed to full body, I I if I have a bad day, yeah, maybe I didn't have a good workout, but I get another shot at it the next day for all those muscles to be firing. And so for me it just helps mm. me, you know, I can have a bad day and a bad workout and be like, "Oh, tomorrow I get to do the same muscle groups and I get to kill it tomorrow." And that it just helps me get that mindset right a little bit instead of, oh, shoot, like, that wasn't a very good workout. I have to wait all the way till next Monday to do chest again, and I'm just itching to, to get back to it mm. as opposed to I, I get to scratch that itch, so to speak, the next day with mm. another with another chest exercise. Now, are you, are you tracking? <laughs> or are, you, are you doing, like, progressive overload as yeah. you're doing your total body? Yeah. Mm. That's another thing I would highly recommend people. I did a program where I didn't track. And I still saw a lot of awesome results from it. And then I did it where I did track. And then I, that's when I saw some like more serious. Because that's when that's when it got real fun for me. Because then like, okay, I just did barbell curls. And I got five sets of five at 90. Okay, I see that on my chart that I hit that last time. So I'm like, okay, cool. I hit that last time. I'm going to 95. Yep. You know, And then boom, I bust out like two, two. Maybe I only get one or two sets of the five at 95. But I'm like, boom. Last time I can only do five sets of 90, I just did two sets of 95 mm-hmm. and then three sets of 90. Like, okay. Like that to me, like is so rewarding that like, oh, wow, I improved. Even if it's just by a rep. Even oh. if I just like, I got up incline bench press, I got up 10 at 60 and then, you know, maybe the next set I failed at nine, but then I do it again next time and I was able to hit both sets at 10. It's like, Yes, now, like you, I so, approved, you know, yeah. just even by a rep is still. So do you do a double progression, progression in weight and in reps? So like bench press, I do 135 pounds, and once I hit six reps, I'm going to move to to 145 pounds and then try and get six sets or six reps. So sort of like more of a pyramid style, going like up or down? No, like you're the – so the double progression would be – the weight and then also the reps. So six reps is like the spot that you get to. I mm-hmm. guess it would be kind of like a like a pyramid, but you're you're still looking to get within a rep range kind of thing. And the goal is to get a certain reps. So it definitely depends number. on the structure of the program. Like right now I'm 
doing the max size program again, and that's 10 sets of 10. So and it's a so, set. Yeah. You so, you try to reach 10 I'm reps, trying to hit 10. even if you've done six sets in a row and you got 10, you're still going to do the next four sets at 10, exactly. even though you might be ready to move up in weight. Uh, it's a, it dep oh, that's a good point, actually. <clears throat> Normally, I do a pretty good job of I'll start high enough to where within about four to five sets, I'm failing at that weight. Oh, okay. And then it's like, then I, I'm forced to drop down gotcha. to try to complete the rest, which, which I like, because cause I like, I like failing, if that makes sense. Because every time I'm failing, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm reaching a point where my body is going to have to be forced to do something. Mm. I think people, you see people in the gym sometime and they're working out, it looks way too easy. You're like, mm. man, you're not failing enough. You know, I know there's like a, a lot of weird stuff. I've, I've watched a lot of videos on people. There's like stuff where like on certain workouts, you want to like leave certain reps in the tank. And I think it, that can be applied in certain circumstances. Like I get, I get some of the science behind that. And like, depending on what your goals are. But for me, like I, I want to fail. Not, not all the time. I don't want, like if I'm failing on every set, I'm choosing my weights wrong. Yeah. Right. That's obviously right. if I'm failing two to three out of my 10 sets of 10, that to me is the sweet spot. Yeah. Because I know I'm not, because I'm failing every time that I'm obviously like, it's an ego trip for me. I'm just using too heavy a weight. I shouldn't be failing that often. And it's what works for you. Right. And, and you know, the, the book that I bought where I learned so much, it's actually, he, he praises the 70 to 80% leave some in the tank. And I get excuse me, where he's coming from, because you don't want to, you don't want to do reps at the expense of form. And so yeah. if you're pushing mm -hmm. a failure, then that's where it becomes more, you're more susceptible to that. So and, I understand and, Yeah, it. when I say failure, I do, I don't, I don't always mean like, I just can't get the rep up. I do mean there's, there's a point to where you're like, ooh, that, yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's, that's a failure to me. Yeah. Because the form was so, right. like maybe on a bicep curl, I had to like use a ton of momentum right. at that point. Like, okay, that's failure yeah. because... You couldn't just get the rep up normally. Yeah. So that, yeah, I totally agree that, yeah, if you're pushing to a point where your form is deteriorating, you need to lower the ego, lower the weight, 100%. But then I also see what you're saying is that pushing your limits a little bit, it's a tough balance to know because mm. you don't want it to be at the expense of form and get injured. But it's also sometimes if you're going to like 70%, it's tough to know whether you're ready to move up in weight or not because you're like, I don't know if oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, you know what I mean. So, uh, I think also it's because I think some people are bad at judging what's too hard. I'm a bad judge, right? Like <laughs> I, I could I could like do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I think that was like I could have maybe done two more kind of thing. Right. But unless you're really really good at predicting it, it's likely you could probably have done like four or five more because like our brains I feel like are kind of wired to sort of like conserve energy and are wired to kind of like you know, not really think like we always, you know, it's always like we could probably do more than we really think we can. Right. It's like a common, yeah. uh, I remember one time I went into this, this health club thing and this guy challenged me with this test where he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to have you like put your arms over this chair and I'm going to hold this broomstick and you're going to try to get it up mm -hmm. and I'm going to hold it. And I'm going to see like how, like if you can get it up. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, all right. So I like, I go up there and he's holding it and I'm like, you know, like mm -hmm. just grinding, like trying to get it up and he's just holding it in place. And I'm like, trying to go right. trying to go and eventually at some point i give up i sort of I fail mm -hmm. right and he laughs and he says you know what's funny is i've had guys come in twice your size twice your strength give up sooner than you did mm. because their point of failure in their minds of what how much mm. like they could handle mentally was different than me mm. and so that's why 
you know, I like to go to failure at least. Like I guess I think there there's a point where if you're going to failure every set, that's that's obviously yeah the ink like. But if two out of three of my ten sets I'm failing, to me that's that's where I want to be because that's like <clears throat> showing like okay, like I could literally have tried everything I could, I could not get it up. I know that that's like I've hit a point of failure to where I need to either lower yeah. or I know that that's where I'm at. So next time I come at it, I know like okay, I know what I'm trying to beat now. I'm trying to see if I can get four. I failed at three. Mm-hmm. See if I can get four sets next time. Because by mm-hmm. next time I come in the gym, my muscles have grown a little bit. So now so I'm going to see if I can get four. My, so my progression is, is and I'll, well, I'll get pretty detailed with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll put whether I thought it was easy, moderate, mm-hmm. hard, or very hard. So mm-hmm. that way I know, man, like those sets were really easy. Mm-hmm. I'm up it next time. Gotcha. And see if I can get more like in the moderate to hard range before I fail. Um, and I try to do my best judge of like what's because I could put on the paper hard when really maybe it was moderate Mm -hmm. but my brain sort of thinks it was hard right so there's like a mental kind of like what's really hard what's really right um, but what I what I know is like if if I literally am trying if I'm like my face looks like I'm an animal a dying animal and I'm trying all my strength within good form Mm -hmm. to get it up and I can't that's like okay I've reached complete utter failure I know where I need to. I know where I'm at, and I know what I, what I can beat next time, or go after. And to me, I need that. I need that system of, of, feedback, yeah. for me. That's what's like rewarding to me is yeah. when I like, trumpet the next time. I'm like, hmm. you know, and without it, sometimes I'll, 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 I'll opt for lower weights. Or if I don't remember what I did last time, I'll kind of be like, well, I don't really remember. So then I'll like maybe pick a weight that's too light, hmm. that I don't get into a point of ever failing or maybe I go too he- too heavy and it kind of screws me up. Mm-hmm. But if I have it set in my, my plan from last time and I know exactly what I need to do to beat and then seeing that progression is like, okay, cool. It's like very rewarding. Because yeah. you can't, I mean, look in the mirror and you see growth sometimes, but you see yourself every day so you never really like right. can tell how much you've really grown. Sure. Um, so that's you, what helps me. Do you record yourself to look at your form? I don't usually that's a good so i i do that's good most mostly because i already don't have the best posture and i have really bad mobility and so that's what leads to most of my back pain and so for me i want to make sure that i'm mostly for compound movements squats and deadlifts um i'm recording myself because i want to make sure i'm actually doing all the movements of the exercise correctly because i think Mm. a lot of people they go oh yeah i have good form and then you watch them and you're like oh gosh that's terrible you're gonna die so i want to make sure i'm doing the exercises correctly because if i'm not the worst thing i can do is up the weight because i'm gonna get injured Mm. because your body i mean i think your body gets good at what you tell it to do if you're telling it to do form incorrectly it gets good at doing it incorrectly and so you have to teach it not to do that and so i like to record myself because if i'm I'm competitive, and so if I'm like, oh sweet, I get to put another plate on the mm. on the on the barbell, I can't wait for that. And I get a little trigger happy. Yeah, I'm susceptible to injury if I'm not actually doing it correctly. Mm. And so that's been humbling for me, because there's times where I want to put that big plate on there, <clears throat> show everyone that I'm lifting more weight, mm. but I'm gonna stick to lower weight because my form is it was a little bit off on those last two reps, and I don't want to push it if I'm not ready for it. Um, and so that definitely helps me because I think a lot of people assume 
they have good form and you walk around mm. the gym and you see people even like bicep curls they're leaning into it and leaning back and their arm isn't doing the work their mm. core is doing their work their back is doing the work um <clears throat> and so i think even assuming that people have good form or that that we have good form is sometimes even a mistake because you're going mm. oh I'm, i don't want to push this failure i, I want to make sure i have good form well how do you know you have good form unless you're not seeing it yourself. Mm. So for me, that's, that's a good, no, that's a good tip. I try to like, if I, if it's available to me, depending on where I'm working out, like do, I do watch myself in the mirror, in par the mirror partly right? out of vanity, but partly to like kind of see how, how my form is looking. Yeah. That, that definitely helps yeah. to like kind of get a little bit of feedback on like, okay, it looks, you know, it looks okay. Yeah. I can, you know, continue that, but you're I, right. Like, we'd I, like all, to, I think we'd all benefit yeah. from seeing, you know what what it, when like when you do fail what it looks like because maybe yeah maybe you should have maybe you should have stopped the the set a couple reps earlier because the form deteriorated so much yeah um so it definitely comes down to whether or not how comfortable you feel with how good of form <clears throat> you have yeah um i know for me like for example today i was doing barbell curls and i and i from what i learned from jeff is like he actually does adv he advises it's okay to actually cheat a little bit mm -hmm. because if you if I cheat a little bit by a little bit of a hip hinge mm -hmm. to get it up initially, then I'm still getting the eccentric down, right? Which is an, like a really important contraction and components of building muscles that eccentric load, mm -hmm. which you can always do more eccentrically than you can concentrically. And so he even says it's okay sometimes, and I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm not cheating to where like I'm really damaging or injured. Like I'm just doing a little bit of a hip hinge, like a little bit of a hip thrust to just get a little bit of momentum to get it up a little higher to where I reach kind of the point where I can get it up and then just eccentrically lower. Mm -hmm. And so there are times where I will cheat a little bit, if you will, on my form, but it's not anywhere near where it's injuring me. It's just like adding yeah. a little extra momentum to something, um, which according to him is okay as long as within reason. If you're, <clears throat> if I'm like doing like a full on, like trying to use my whole lower back to swing the bar up and my arms are like, yeah. my elbows are like way out of my body you know, obviously that's, you're going to hurt yourself doing yeah. that. I, just, um, I think there's a, a huge misunderstanding of what muscles you're supposed to be firing and feeling in certain exercises, mostly the mm. compound lifts. Like I think deadlifts are probably the biggest misunderstanding exercise there is. Cause I think most people think the way you do a deadlift is you pick up the weight. Well, the reality oh, is yeah. that you want to feel the deadlift in your hamstrings, you want to feel it in your butt, and you want to feel it in your back. It's a posterior exercise. Yeah. And so if you're lifting from the front, front, not only is that not the benefit of the exercise, you're putting strain on your back because you're leaning forward, and now your back is doing the, mm. the or your, your low back is doing the work. But really, you want the work to be in the legs and to push your feet through the floor and to let everything else take care of itself. Mm. And so I think... <clears throat> You know, more than just getting people to, at least for me, it wasn't just, oh, I have the foundation of knowledge. It's actually doing these movements right and and making sure that it's it's sound technique. Mm. Mm. I agree. There's definitely times where, yeah, your form can, can kind of erode if you're going for too heavy. And that's sort of the balance we're all sort of <clears throat> trying to figure out is like, oh, well, we want to go heavy. We want to progress with the overload. We want to add weight to the to the bar. Um, that's important to, yeah. to do that, to like, to continue to build muscle over time. But yeah, doing it within reason to where your form isn't, isn't shot and yeah. doing it to where you're not going to like, yeah, harm yourself. And that's where yeah. I think the, 
the um, understanding of well if you get stronger that's healthy for you and by getting stronger you have to lift more weight i mean yes that's true but you have to do it well because eventually you'll hit a point you know you see people squatting 300 pounds you don't want to be going into that with bad form you're gonna really hurt yourself mm. or deadlifting when you're using your lower back i mean that that's how people get seriously injured i think yeah. um and so you want to make sure that you're going into those huge heavy lifts with proper form and really controlling it proper warm-up too yeah warm-up's yeah. huge to that yeah mm. yeah well that's uh man it's a good time i love i enjoy talking about this I stuff love it too. <laughs> i've never sat down with anyone and just talked for hours about about working out stuff. Oh, yeah i love it i, I uh I was gonna do Jeff's program. It's called the Dragon program, and it was a, uh, it's like Bruce Lee inspired. And so I looked over a couple of it, and it was looked like it looked like it was a mix of compound exercises and then like some cardio stuff that Bruce Lee would do, like some different like squat variations or abs or different things. And I think I will do that one eventually, just to try it out to see. All right, all right, Bruce Lee, let's see, let's see what right, training like he was like, you know. But I was coming off of old school, and I was kind of burnt out of the how constantly we were changing workouts and i was like i need to go back to something that's simple because mm. i was getting to the point in some of the workouts for athlete where it was like it was like eight different exercises wow. in one day wow. and it was the next week you know almost half of them were different kind mm -hmm. of thing and i was like this is too much right. too much change for me, I actually am okay with doing the same thing for a little while. So then I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to max size because that because this is like my max size program. I loved it because it was just so simple. Like this is this is what I did today. I did ten sets of ten barbell curls, ten sets of ten or no, sorry, ten sets of five of um no, I did shoulders today. Sorry, ten sets of ten like overhead barbell press, mm -hmm. and then ten sets of five for uh, traps so it was a uh, high pulls mm. for and it was one minute rest between everything wow and those are that and then you had like two finishers to where you'd you would do this extra you do like a certain shoulder press for as many as you can till mm -hmm. failure then you would try to double it in like a time frame mm -hmm. same thing with the traps and that was, that was you're done mm -hmm. it was like four exercises just okay. done and i was like oh i just i needed i needed a break from eight different exercises, changing it every week to just mm -hmm. a little more something simple for a little bit until I, well, I'll get tired of that eventually. I'll want to go back to some more different right. stuff, but it was nice just to get back to like very simple move. Where I could just try to really focus on getting these few movements like down right. to where I was like very, very good at them. Right. So but I don't know, it sounds like you like a little bit more, a little more stimulate, a little more kind of maybe changing up of things week to week. Like, do you do the same set of exercises week after week after week? Or do you mix and match? Or how do you, how do you I still do follow the, uh, the, the book? He, he has his own workout program as well. And so it's about eight week cycles. Um, hmm. And I find those are good. And then there's a, what's called a deload week where you go light mm. or, or you really uh, hold off on volume. I've heard about the deload week. And I, but you know what's as, as a, <laughs> And it's ego, but I like hate, I hate having to do a deal at a week. Cause I like, I want to keep like pushing, you know, that's like my personality, but yeah, you like, there are times where you need to yeah. ease off. Well, I was telling you yesterday, yeah. like those, I haven't noticed it as much this last week, but 
normally when I, I deload, that's where I notice the most muscle gain. Because I think, I think, and I don't know how scientific this is, but I think when you're constantly firing the muscles and breaking them down and doing that whole process, they need a little bit of break to be like, oh, we're building now. Um, and mm. so that I've noticed that my muscle, like the definition of my muscle builds the most when I have that deload week. I think it's just simply taking a little break and actually catching up with what your body is Is it every doing. every eight weeks he does a deload? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just and, it and it's just one week where you just do the same the same set of exercises, just like maybe half the weight, right? So like it's that. really just the compound movements, and you do two sets of like three, just to still get a little bit of the. So, so you're doing the same out. same weights, just less sets, less volume. Less volume, same intensity. And same like same weights. So if you're doing an incline chest press, you're doing the same. Like hey, I can I, I was able to get you know, sixty. <clears throat> For yeah. six sets, now I'm gonna do sixty, but only for three sets. So like, that... if I, if I did, um, three hundred fifteen pounds deadlift, and that's where I ended my cycle, of of a set of six, whatever weight I stopped at on that last end of the cycle, I do two sets of three, for that. Same weight. Same weight. Okay, that's, I I like that better than. <clears throat> Because I've heard some th- some ones where you like you cut the weight in half and do the same exercises, but I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of different or you, or you cut it down. Do it. But I'd rather just do the same intensity and the same weight, but just less. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, because you're still you're still sti- you're keeping like still stimulating, you're still stimulating muscles. them, right? You're still not allowing mm-hmm. you know like atrophying, right? It's still yeah. like, oh no, we need to continue to build this muscle, yeah. but it just is like not as intense to where <clears> maybe your body can replenish some glycogen and can kind of. Spend yeah. a little bit more time on recovery and on building. Yeah, it's listening to your body. I think mm-hmm. I've taken a week off before. Just I was just tired of working out. I was just like, oh, I'm just, I'm busy. I want a week off. Mm-hmm. And I just came back, and you know, that's the thing. Muscle memory is a thing. So even if you feel like you lost some muscle or some size, that next week you go back. <laughs> it's it's back. Just pop so, back out. Yeah. That's sick, man. Okay. Well, Troy, I think. Uh, Unless, unless you got anything else that, you, that you're itching to, no, I gotta get home. to bring up. Oh, this snap. Oh, snap. Okay. I, I yeah, love yeah. this. I want to do this. We'll, we'll definitely do this again because I could. I feel like I could still continue on with more I stuff. I, I would. <laughs> so that's why I need to go. That's fun. I, I definitely want to do this again. Awesome. Well, Troy, well, thanks for being on. I appreciate you, you being vulnerable. you sharing uh, some personal stuff about your life and, and yeah. the struggles that you've been through. Um, I've been your friend for a long time, and I, I, I remember you going through some of the, the struggles with yeah. different pain issues and yep. things like that. And so I'm glad that... You know, you and even my own pain issues. I'm glad that we found, yeah. you know, some resolution from some really smart people. And the, and, the answer uh, was the same thing. Yeah, really, not directly, yeah. but yeah, pretty much the 100%. same thing. That's, that's one thing too. My last end I'll note on because I know you got to go is one of the things like if I ever get in that motor, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I? Do-? And I remember, yeah. do I want to go back right. to to the pain I experienced in my right. shoulders? And like, no, I don't want to go back there. Okay, I'll go to the gym today. Yeah. Like immediately that that memory of that experience and of and of like what happens to me when I don't work out because my shoulders get bad yeah. if I don't. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm plenty motivated to go today because I don't want to be in that place of pain again. That sucked. Yeah. I have a way out of it. I'm gonna continue to do that. Yeah. Like, amen. That there's a way, you yeah. know. And I don't think any of this is. I don't think we're saying this is a cure for right physical pain or. Um, it can I mean, be. It definitely me, it can me, be. I believe yeah. it was. For me, it was. For me, too. I, yeah. Like, as soon as um, I started actually a real workout program with an expert yeah. who balanced it, 
again, my shoulder pain, my shoulder pain is like night and day. Right. It used to be chronic all yeah. the time. Now I'm like, it crops up sometimes, and there are certain exercises I have to do. I even did, a, I think I did a podcast even on, they call it the injury hour, where I talked about shoulder health. But like, yeah, my quality of life is so much different. Just not experiencing this constant shooting pain down my yeah. shoulders, just night and, and I, day. And not, and not just physical pain, but emotional pain. I mean, we both were vulnerable about some depression and anxiety that we've gone through. And I think you would agree. I know I still struggle with some of those things. Mm. It still rears its ugly head. But I know I know how to mitigate it. I know how to navigate it. Um, those aren't skills that I had before. And so it's every form of pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, physical pain. Um, I mean, sir, I, I know it's, I feel like to people it sounds so dumb, but whether you're going for to a therapist for mental health stuff or you're going to a doctor for physical health stuff or whatever, I feel like the first thing they should tell you to do is exercise and lift weights. And it sounds so mm. crazy because that's not what we've heard. But seriously, and eat, it, right? <laughs> and eat, yeah. <clears throat> but what, are you exercising? No. Okay, go lift weights. I mean, seriously, it's not. I have. I've never met someone that's like, I really regret lifting weights. <laughs> you don't. You don't meet that yeah, person. No, you just no, don't. Yeah. Unless I mean, they got. They, unless they got injured. Unless they got injured, it, yeah. or they weren't doing. You can, it right. you can get injured running. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's not no different. But I've never met someone who you know. It's like the whole thing of you don't want to go work out, and then you go to your workout, you don't walk away being like, I'm really pissed that i went to that workout know, you're you always, always like... are grateful that you went to the workout so mm. i just i think it is the answer for most all uh hindrances in your life it doesn't mean that it cures it but i do believe it is the single most important thing that you can do to live a healthy lifestyle mm. well said well said once again troy thanks for coming on i appreciate you love it appreciate this it. is great and again uh for those of you out there listening uh, make sure to subscribe and turn those notifications on. Woo! Although I don't know if you can do that on a podcast. Yeah, you can do that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can turn notifications on. I know you can on the pod. Yeah. So anyway. Now you can. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will see you guys on the next pod. Thank you for listening. This has been a Topics with Tim podcast, specifically my Next Level Health podcast, and even more specifically, my series called Gym Junkies. This was part three of my conversation with Troy. Thank you again, Troy, for being on. I will definitely have you back soon. On Wednesday, Gym Junkies will be back once again, this time with Mark, who has been on a previous podcast as well. And we will get to hear about his health journey, where he's at now. He's made a lot of awesome strides since our last conversation. So you're going to get to hear about all the stuff he's learning and all the strides he's making. So look forward to that on Wednesday. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys on the next pod.